3, 2, 1. Most women like tall, dark men. I'm not most women. I like fat and ginger. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fat and Ginger for another week. We are ready to go. Across the desk, ready to go with me is my compadre, Luke Massey. Hello, Tim. How are you? Not well. That's the spirit. Uh, t- tonight, tonight I'm going to reveal oh. the, the mysterious contents of the wonderful Australian Chico Roland for international listeners. Will you told me that you found out some secret ingredient? I'm looking yeah. forward to this. Yeah, it's not hard. You just look it up on Wikipedia. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. So, but we'll go. Over what's in a Chico roll and what a Chico roll is for our international listeners? And Luke's going to tell you all about why he's not feeling great. He's a massive uh, weekend. Um, can you hear my voice? Man? I can't even talk. No, that's right. That's I'm, right. Let's, I'm let's on the radio and I can't talk. It sort of defeats the purpose. Might as well be writing newspapers in Braille or something. I'm hopeless today. I shouldn't be here. We chat with former Shield cricketer Lachlan Stevens to check up on stuff. And we'll also check to see whether he's got any furniture yet. Um, our old bag has a distinctly world flavour, sort of. We institute a new award. And in that scrap, Luke rants about left-hand turn arrows and I have a stab at winter. Oh, hey, are we doing that award tonight? Because I haven't made up a jingle. No, that's all right. We can we can go. We can do the award and then oh, next week there'll be the jingle. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And we'll just backdate it or something. That's right. That's right. <laughs> And finally, we're joined by our very special guest this evening. Uh, yes. AFL legend and Hall of Famer, Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson. Absolute superstar of the game and a, and a lovely fella. That's it. I'm a bit starstruck. Uh, our other guests sort of uh, pulled out on us, which is not uh, anyone's fault. Just nah. one of those things that happened. And I shot Jono a message and said, mate, any chance you can do a phone in tonight? Yeah. And he said, look, I've got a sportsman tonight in Williamstown but I'll call you on the way back because I just want to be part of this show, Fat and Ginger. That's exciting. I added that last bit. He never said that. No, he never said that. Of course he didn't. So look, strap in, send the kids to your mothers because it's time for Fat and Ginger. Powderfinger, how fantastic a Powderfinger, one of my favourite bands of all time. Well, where do they rank, Tim, in your list of Australian bands? Two. Two? Yep. Who's first? Can't tell you, mate. Oh, we haven't got that far no. yet. Now, you told me an interesting fact off air about Powderfinger, and you knew I was going to bring it up, didn't you? You're an arsehole. Can we talk about it or not? Yeah, why not? So, yeah. I used to play social Sunday soccer, like, very social, like, no structure at all. Yep. Uh, with John Coggle. I think, the, I think the drummer? I, I'm pretty sure that's his last name, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think you might be right. Yeah, that's what, it. All right, what, was the, what was the fact you told me, though, about that wasn't the thing you mentioned? He had had relations with the partner I was with at the time prior to me going out with her. So he was with your girlfriend? Yes, before yeah. I was, yeah. And you've never told me that? No, I didn't realise it was something of note. No, I reckon it's put you up about five cogs on my list, mate. Cogs being So I, I, was, I was Devon, so yeah. we're... <laughs> Where am I now? Well, the fact that you've been with someone who was been with the Powderfinger guy, <laughs> well, that's that's amazing to me. That's incredible, mate. I feel sorry for her. <laughs> what a step down. <laughs> she went downhill real quick, didn't she? <laughs> Jeez. Now, look, I promised to uh, enlighten you and listeners about the wonderful Australian thing that is a Chico Roll. Now, for those listeners, especially of the podcast that will be listening from overseas, mm-hmm. can you give your explanation of what a Chico Roll is? 
It's really difficult to define, isn't it? It is. It doesn't. Look, it's, it's long and you eat it. After that, it's all a mystery to me it what is. is actually in it. Yep. I remember when I was living in London, mm. right? They had an AFL football league over there mm-hmm. and a few of my mates played yep. and they wanted to sell dim sims at the football. Yeah. So they imported them from Marathon and they got stopped at customs and they wouldn't let them in because they'd never heard of them, didn't know what they were. Do you know what, well, that's and, a, it's and, a and couldn't thing. say what they were in them. No. <laughs> so, and nobody knew. No. They're mystery bags. No, they are mystery bags. Absolutely. And- yeah, they're very, a very, very Melbourne thing. Yeah. Invented in Melbourne, Dim Sims. Were they really? Yeah, they were. Because yeah, you, you won't find them anywhere in the world, do you? Except no, Australia. That's right. There's Dim Sum. Different. Which is a whole different thing. Which is probably, if we're being honest, it's probably a couple of steps above Dim Sims. Yeah, right? probably. <laughs> or we just couldn't pronounce it properly or we were very <laughs> lazy as Australians. That's it. Yeah, I didn't realise it was just an Australian thing. And the premier Dim Sim, in my opinion, is a South Melbourne Dim Sim. Yeah, absolutely. And when it's cooked, when it's deep fried, yep. and the skin ruptures and has those crackly bits on it. Okay, so if you've got someone from overseas and you're trying to say, what's an Australian dish? You know, like, you know, Irish have got their Irish stew or a, a Guinness Whatever, pie. Yep. It, everyone's got their signature dish. What's Australia? Is it is it like a Chico roll or a dim sim? Is that what we've got? <laughs> that'd be disappointing. the world. It'd be disappointing if it was, wouldn't it? It would be. But um, I, I think it's other. I mean, people go, Vegemite sandwich. You're not. That's but, not. Well, for, for starters, you don't eat Vegemite in a sandwich. No, you don't. Toast. Toast. Yes. Right, and you have a thin bit on. Although but- Susie used to give me Vegemite sandwich for lunch every day. You know, me and my sister laugh about this. Poor old Sue. You're uh, back in the Sue's cooking again. Oh, yeah, mate. If you, if you grew up on it, you'd be into it too. <laughs> so every day for lunch, because uh. she worked a lot, you know, she worked hard, yeah. uh, we'd get a Vegemite sandwich uh. and an apple in a brown paper bag. Oh, and that oh, was it. Me too. Right, I used to get, I don't know, it was an English thing that my parents had about apple and cheese sandwiches, yeah. right? And when you try it, it's actually all right. But anyway, you used to have an apple and cheese sandwich, a Vegemite sandwich, and, you know, variety of varieties have, the third sandwich would, you know, be different. Yeah, something different. But then it would be wrapped, get this, wrapped in wax paper, right, with an apple in a brown paper bag. And what happened to it? I'm getting to that, yep. right? And then you put it in your school bag, yep. put your school bag on the floor of the tram, right, and then 50 other school bags would go, go on top, top of it. Yeah, and your sandwich ends up curved around oh, the apple every day. Curved around. Or three sandwiches in the thickness of about half a sandwich. Yeah. Like, just terrible. Every, Mate, every we ate curved Vegemite sandwiches every day at school for our whole life. So straight in the bin, straight to the canteen for a hot jam donut. Yeah, absolutely. Burn your tongue. Happy hey, days. we're to get back to Chico Ross. Yeah, Chico Ross. No, no, you astray. So I'm going to read, look, you know, my research skills are pretty poor. So, I'll Well, sorry, I don't want to keep interrupting you, mate, because I want to get to this. That's right. But I've never seen you this prepared before. You've got printouts that you've done from Wikipedia. I've never seen you done this much research and preparation for a show, and I've done nothing. That's all right. We're going to get through this. Look, don't get too excited. There are two printouts off Wikipedia. Like, it's not... It's not yeah, I know, but for you, that's a really big effort, <laughs> That's mate. true. I'm, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thanks very much. I yeah. appreciate the feedback. I know. Get to Chico. <laughs> right. So, what I've done here is I've just gone to Wikipedia, and I found out more reading this sort of paragraph on Wikipedia than I ever knew about Chico Rolls. Now, to try and explain a Chico Roll, it's about... I don't know, how many centimetres? 25 centimetres? No, not even. 20 centimetres long? 20 centimetres, yeah. About maybe three centimetres across and is made from like a really sort of hard pastry. and a Hard crust. And there's a reason for that. Can I read? Yep. Right. Every year in Australia, 13,000 women Mate, and 105 I'm... men are diagnosed with breast cancer. The McGrath Foundation provides free yeah. specialist breast care nurse support we'll be back. to people uh-huh. affected by breast cancer. Breast awareness, especially in young women. And we're back. And we're back. What happened there, mate? They're just, they're just programming ads. And, I don't know. And we don't know anything about it. No, there's, we a don't. New, there's a new system or something, isn't there? A new program? There or? is a new system, and I don't know how to operate it, and it just keeps coming on. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it's... Is it still going? Point nine. Yep. Yeah, it's still going. <laughs> 
<laughs> Has it stopped now? Stop now. I think so, we're good to talk. So tell us about Chico Rolls before she interrupts again. Hang on. So I just want to say that we finally mastered the 844 app. Yeah. And, and I've listened back to the podcast. We got the last two perfect. <laughs> finally mastered. We've got a whole new system. Ads just come out any time now. A whole new system and ads just come on any time. So. I, I don't understand why you can't just press play on the ads. You've got to work around them. It just doesn't make sense to me. So it's got here sponsor breaks Monday and it's going to hear that's going to happen in 15 minutes and 52 seconds. So I'll keep an eye on that. All right. Cool. Right. All right. You, know, you, you were never meant to tell people about Chico Roll. <laughs> Maybe Chico themselves don't want this information. Well, no, sorry. Okay. So Chico Roll, right, is, is an Australian savoury snack, and it was invented by a guy called Frank McEnroe, right? Right. And it was back in the 50s. And what he saw was he was selling uh, fast food, and he saw people selling spring rolls at the footy outside Punt Road Oval. Right. But he said, well, no, a spring roll won't work at the footy because it's too flimsy. You can crush it or, you know, get dropped. Oh, so he needed a harder, a harder thing. Shell. So he, uh, where is it? It says, uh, uh, despite not actually containing chicken, blah, 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 the snack was designed to be easily eaten on the move without a plate or cutlery. Now, if you're eating a chicken roll with a cutlery. Yeah, something's going wrong in your life. <laughs> yeah. You've made some bad decisions to lead you to that point, haven't you? You have. So that's what it was. He invented it, and he was from Bendigo, and he turned to catering at football matches and other outdoor events in 1950, so not long after the war. McEnroe saw a competitor selling Chinese chop suey rolls outside the Richmond Cricket Ground, which is Punt Road, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and decided to add a similar product to his own line. McEnroe felt that the Chinese rolls were too flimsy to be easily handled in the informal outdoor setting and hit upon the idea of a much larger and more robust roll that would provide a quick meal that was both reasonably substantial and easily So where did the name come from? Getting to that. The result you was- You read this whole thing here, mate. <laughs> Wait, just- <laughs> People are, people are listening. Oh, to yeah, the they're riveted. Well, they've got 14 seconds till <laughs> Till the next person talks over <laughs> That's it. That's right. The result was a Chico Roll, which debuted at the Wagga Wagga Agricultural Show in 1951. There you wow, go. But you still didn't say about the name. Where'd it come from? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> After well, all that. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> and first sold in 1951 as the Chicken Roll, despite not actually containing chicken. So does it say what it actually contains? It does. What? We'll have a stab at it first. It, oh, Jesus. Sawdust. No. Rat no, stroppings. Come on, come on. No, I don't what know. What actual edible stuff? Well, okay, what's the main Cabbage. Thing? Cabbage, spot on. Right. That's the main I one. I would have guessed that. All right. A Chico Roll's filling is primarily cabbage and barley, yeah. as well as carrot, green beans, come on, beef, beef tallow, wheat cereal, celery, and onion. And then, yeah, okay. and then if you weren't really- I don't believe that. I reckon someone's just put that on there. <laughs> I do too. Mate, it was edited. It's, it is Wikipedia, so you can edit it can yourself. Be edited, yeah. This filling is partially pulped, oh dear, and enclosed in a thick egg and flour pastry tube designed to survive handling at football matches. <laughs> <laughs> the roll is typically deep fried in vegetable oil. There that, you go, mate. ladies and gentlemen, is, is the Chico, Chico roll. roll. That's Australia's product that we give to the world. And what we'll do um, for our international listeners who might be a bit unclear about what it is, is we'll put a picture. Board. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we'll put a picture on the Facebook page so yep, you can have a look. Yep, what a Chico roll looks That's like. Right. Yep. And, you know, we'll, we'll even send you one. If you contact us, we'll send you one. Yep. That's probably a lot of work, isn't it? No, no, no. no. It's all right. Just yeah, put it we'll in a post it. pack, send it off. Yeah. yeah. It'll, hey, it doesn't change. No, nah, that's it. It's going to rock up there exactly the same as when it left. It'll survive. That and Corn Jacks. Absolutely, Let's mate. have a song. Song? Yep. All right. See, that's how songs used to finish. 
Yeah. No self-indulgence. Just, you know what, Robert, we've finished writing what we're going to write. Bang, finished. I, I want you to make a list of all the songs that you think have self-indulgent moments in them. Yep. I, I reckon you were going to do that the other week. And yeah. I, I reckon we just have one show where we just play them one by one on the show and we'll just bag them. Yeah, all right. That sounds good. I'm yep. up for that. Yep. Now, cool. I've <coughs> illuminated our listeners as to the mysteries of the Chico Roll. Yep. How's your weekend? Oh, they're, they're thrilled with that. Hey, hey, hey <laughs> how's your weekend? <laughs> it's still going. <laughs> We've got to stop being on a Monday night because every time I drive up the highway now, I'm in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think the timing's the problem. Yeah, I think it's just me. <laughs> yeah. Now, I had a pretty big weekend, as you can probably hear in my voice. Listeners, uh, voice is not what it used to be. It probably started Friday night, Tim. Mm-hmm. So had a bit of a tough week last week yep. and knocked off work on Friday and went to the footy Friday night. Oh, yeah. Cats, Cats v. Saints. Yep. Thought, I might have a couple of quiet beers. And now, I come off night shift, right? And on Friday night. On Friday morning. Yep, yep. I could only sleep till 10 because I had to get to a filming job that went all day. Oof. So I'd only had a couple of hours sleep, right? Oh. Then I thought, no, nah, I reckon I've had a pretty bad week. I'm going to go and grab myself a little 10-pack of ciders for the footy tonight. Wise. What I didn't realise, they were 8%. 8%? They were called Red Oaks or something. Oh, dear. And all of a sudden, after about three cans, I was blind. <laughs> and I, I couldn't work out what was going on. Yeah. And even Dad's saying to me, you're slurring your words, mate. You can't even talk. I, go, yeah. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. But that, that started the weekend, right? Cats yeah. had a good win. I fell asleep on on the couch watching the replay. Perfect, right? You're such a cat. Now, Saturday, after watching the replay another mm. couple of times, uh, my old band, I used to play in a band, and uh, they played their last gig. So, of course, we'll go along and support. Their last gig? Oh, I think it's their last. They were awesome, so they should play more. But Why, um, they, why are they not performing anymore? Uh, I think just, you know, life, you know, kids and all that sort of thing. That's a bit sad. Um, they've, they've got a lot better since I left. Let's put it that way. I, I think I can take some of the responsibility there. <laughs> But they were fantastic. Big night out. I'm talking like nearly daylight when I stumbled home. What, what was the last establishment you found yourself? Uh, well, I don't want to go what, too did much it have, into it. Did it have an Egyptian theme? It did have an Egyptian oh, theme, yeah. Tim, and uh, there wasn't too many people left there by the time I left. <laughs> but I had to get up and go umpire. Oh, no. And I sent you a photo, didn't you, I? You did. Now, was that a prearranged thing or did you get No, I knew it was my turn, but yeah. I didn't know I was going to be getting home at five. No, no, that's true. I wasn't in a good way, let's put it that way. And I thought, geez, I can't wait to hit that couch today. Yep. And I was not going to move. That was the plan. Yep. Man plans. God yep. laughs. Out. A family member of mine, without going into it too much, had a bit of a crisis. So you had we to rallied assist. around. We all got around there and uh, the beers did flow. <laughs> And I finished up at about three this morning. The last three nights, I've slept on three different couches. That's the way. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going beautiful. I'm 41, mate. <laughs> when does it stop? I thought you were 42. Oh, stop it. <laughs> so, yeah, that was another big one there. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just done. Nah, doing fantastically, mate. I'm just you, done, mate. Keep at it. I'm hoping to grow up one day. Uh, no, don't do that. Yeah, well, There's a lot of time. It's going to suck. Let's have the jingle for the mailbag. Okay, let's yeah. do it. Got to find it now. No, nah, that's all right. Let's just talk more. I, I didn't know it was coming. Oh, here you Feel like abusing someone? Now's your chance. It's Fat and Ginger's mailbag. Hopefully, Tim, that you're prepared. You know I've done no preparation for this show, right? That's all right. Don't tell the listeners. Don't let them behind the veil of professionalism that we're putting on here. So <laughs> so I've been in charge of the mailbag this week, and it's got a bit of a global feel. So we'll Excellent. start with uh, Karen, friend of the show from Denmark. Karen. Oh, yes, from Denmark. Yep, yes, yep, she's so, lovely. Yes. So she is lovely, and look, we'll point out why. So a text uh, says, or message rather, sorry, says, I'm finally listening to episode seven, which I think was with Sarah Marie Cameron. Yes. Uh, and she says, the Karen for 
phenomenon is luckily not as widespread in Denmark. So good. <laughs> oh, that's right, because I did ask if they yeah. did have the Karen thing over yeah, there. You did. And she says there are lots of gingers. Is it really? Yeah, there are. There yeah, you so. go. And then we she, roam far and wide. And then she uh, she goes on to ask about whether anyone else in Denmark's downloaded the show. And then with a bit of a discussion, and I say, oh, look, you know, glad to hear your name hasn't been defiled over there. And I explain some other stuff. And I say, look, thanks for your support. It's very kind. Yeah. And um, <laughs> she says, I really do like the show. I listened to three episodes this afternoon while I was cleaning. Wow. Two questions. Yeah. Right. Why would you listen to three episodes oh, of us? I say, why is she cleaning? <laughs> and also, how big's your house, Karen? Yeah. That's it's three, three episodes. That's four hours. Yeah, three and a half, four hours. Yeah. Jeez, you must have been getting in there with the cotton buds and the corners and stuff. And yeah, I certainly wouldn't be going wow. that hard or long. Um, her only request is she wishes she could hear the music too, but we can't put that on the podcast because yeah, we don't own it. We cut that bit out, don't we? But uh, and no, that's really nice yeah. of her, mate. That's really nice. Or there's something not quite right. No, she's a, she's lovely. So yeah. that's that's fantastic. I wouldn't listen to me for three hours, mate. No, I, I, that much. Yeah, I struggle two hours on a Monday night. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's lovely. Thank you so much, Karen. That's really nice of you. Now, plumbing the depths somewhat, we'll go to Terry from Scottsburn. Now, uh, I've got a feeling like that was a nice one. I think there's a few. Yeah, there's a couple. Coming up going, that aren't quite yeah. as nice. So this one's not too bad, but it says, uh, it's Terry from Scottsburn. He says, how long is a foot-long sub? Uh, I figure you two fatties should know. So I think mm. the clue's in the name there, Tez, if it's a footlong. Oh, is so. that why it's called a footlong? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, so it's Terry from Scottsburn. so well. <laughs> Terry from Scottsburn. I'm guessing they're a footlong. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm not fat. I'm just festively plump. Yeah, I think so. I think we're just comfortable. Ruben-esque. Hey, we haven't talked about your nudie run from last week. No, nah, we'll get to that. Yeah, hopefully you guys have seen it on Facebook. Well, it was spectacular. Just don't spend all your ammunition yet. Just, okay. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, and look, we'll go to the depths. Uh, our friend Justin Murphy's back. Yeah? Yep. Now, so, he, he wrote in last week, didn't he? He did write in He's last week. He's a bloke who couldn't spell his name. That's right. It's good yeah. to know you're not winning. So what's he, what's he written this time? Uh, Justin Murphy from Virginia in the States. He, uh, I tried to find it again because what happened was when you get a comment on your page, Facebook sends you an email to say someone's commented on Fat and Ginger and, and it had the first like, few words. And basically the first few, first few words were, again, bottom feeding behavior, you should, and then it's been cut off. So I'll go, I'll go and look on Facebook to see what he said. Yeah. But it got binned for community standards. So, I, so whatever it was, it was bad enough that Facebook wouldn't let that comment go out. Yeah. And He's calling us bottom feeding behaviour. That's right. So, so if you can't get your comment printed on Facebook of yeah, all things, yeah. it must have been bad. So, Justin, Murphy. so Justin, have a good long hard. Now, look. We've had a good chat about him, haven't we? We have had a good yeah, long chat. I love it when people whinge about stuff that really has no impact on their lives. I really love it. I think it's hilarious. So, we're thinking of naming an award after Justin. We are. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's going to be the Murphy. The and, Murphy, and it's going to be for people who get offended over silly things. Yep. Yeah, send it over things that they just shouldn't. We're gonna have a jing- we're gonna have a jingle and everything. I'll I'll get it made up during the week. Obviously, I should have been done by now, but I've been busy, Tim. <laughs> you have, <laughs> you have. Uh, Stan from Invermay is our last one for the week, and he says, uh, being fairly sedentary, I figure you guys spend a fair bit of time in front of a computer. Uh, can you tell me if the internet is the same as the World Wide Web? Get stuffed, Stan. How What's about that? Hang on, I don't understand that one. It's the same thing, I think, isn't it? I don't know. I, oh, he's asking our opinion on it. Yeah, he wants to know whether the internet is the same as a World Wide Web. I would have thought that one's a brand name of the other, but I don't know. Yeah, but is he paying his head or something? Yeah, he said we're fat. Said we, he said, called us fat? Well, he said we're fairly... I suppose if the shoe fits. That's right. He said we're fairly sedentary, which means we do bugger sedentary. all. Sedentary? Yeah, bugger all. Well, lazy as well. Sit down. Yeah, yeah, well, that's how you get fat, isn't it? It is. It is. So Probably the food doesn't help either. That's true. I think we should have a song. Right. And... Uh, 
we'll come back and do some other stuff. Okay, sounds good. All right. Do you know what? If that song hasn't ruined your speakers at home, nothing. Oh, hang on. Oh, hang on. Let's still play. That's me, mate. That's you? I'm not on the ball. That's all right. I was too busy showing you a Facebook video, wasn't I? You were. That's right. Professionalism. (laughs) You have to be paid to be professional, though. So, look, (laughs) we get paid. (laughs) I just assumed there was money going in somewhere. (laughs) We probably have to have a chat off air about that. Yeah, true. So, last week, as you brought up before, and we haven't spoken about it yet, so we should, I'd made that bet about getting downloaded in 50 countries. Yep. How did you go with that? Ridiculous bet. Um, I think we got to 19. (laughs) Um, Just a quick cheerio to our listeners in Nepal and Bhutan, who downloaded it last week. Oh, so So they've jumped on. Yeah, Are you yeah. getting closer to that 50 now or not? No, or 21. Oh, you were way under, were you? And um, what I love about the Nepalese flag is that it's not rectangular. Isn't it? No, it's two little sort of flaggy flags. Oh, yeah. flaggy flags. Check it out on your computer. See, I had you using your fingers there to show me what flaggy <laughs> flags mean, but the people at home wouldn't have a clue, mate. They're two, they're two pointy flags on top of each other. Yeah, like a sailor's flag yeah, or something, Yeah, that's it. it. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah. I'm just here to help. So anyway, so I lost the bet, and being a person of my word, I yep. decided that I'd go out and do the run. I'd negotiated back from being fully nude to being in my jocks. Yep. Uh, which I thought was reasonable. I, th- I think we had to, uh, otherwise we may have been arrested. Yeah, that's right. Because there was a car that went past, <laughs> and if little Tim had been poking his head out when that car went past, there's no doubt they would have reported it to someone, either the, the police or the zoo or somebody <laughs> and, would have got a call. And, and do you know what? Confusing drive down Barclay Street for that car, I would have thought. Yeah, you know, I, just I wonder what they thought. 10 p.m. on a Monday. there's no one around. No, 10 p.m. on a Monday night, just driving along, and there's a rather large ginger man running up the hill. Running up the hill. In his jocks. They're probably fans of the show, mate. They probably said, oh, there's Tim. Yeah, that's true, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why he's naked, but he probably does this every week. <laughs> that's just <laughs> cleanses himself for the show. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I did the Nudie Runner. We posted it on Facebook. So viral's a strong word, but it's gone pretty close. How, how many views has it had, mate? Uh, I'll tell you now, we have had just over 50,000. 50,000 50, views. 50,000 people have seen me in the nut. Yep. You wait till I upload it to a couple of the other sites that I plan to uh, upload it to, mate. It's going to go crazier again. <laughs> so, uh, so and look, we've had a heap more likes for the Facebook page. And if you are listening and you are right, yeah, ABCs, like our page. Like the page. And you know what else people have to do, and I, I meant to talk to you about this, is whatever your device is that you listen to the podcast through, whether it's Apple or Google, can you go on there and give us a little review? Oh, that'd be great. Because that really helps us apparently with algorithms and stuff like that. So I don't know what that means, but I've just been told that. So give us a review. If you give us a good one, we will send you something. What can we send people? Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, love. Best, best wishes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll send you uh, a piece of Tim's hair. Uh, um, there's so, plenty of it because there's a lot of space there to grow. It's like a plantation. So it went well. I thought I ran around the- Mate, you were magnificent. I wasn't happy though that the car came down the road because I was hoping I'd get away with no one saying Nobody it. Nobody saying it. I had to work next day. I walked in and that's all anybody could talk about. Yeah. They'd yeah. already seen it yeah. and they were all like just up and about yeah. saying, wow. Yeah, but I went down to get a coffee at the canteen at work and they'd all seen it. Isn't it funny though that Facebook tried to block the video, not because that's right. of that's a right. naked man running up the street or right. even the swearing. No, that's right. It was the, the fact that I was drinking a beer. But that's because we were trying to send it to countries where they don't drink alcohol. Yeah, that's so, funny that that was the thing that they picked. And of said, all the things. Oh, we can't do that. No. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see what else was in that video? I know, that's right. Yeah. So, look, I think it's time maybe that we talk about things that we find to be crap. Yeah? yeah. Oh, that means I'm going to play the jingle, It does, it? yeah. Shall I just mate, keep... I'm just not on the ball. That's today. all right. Sorry, mate. Don't believe the hype. That's actually crap. So... 
just to let you all know, the new system which I can't operate has now locked itself on the screen. So, <laughs> yes, so if it comes on, I won't be able to stop it other than just turn it down. We so are hopeless. Huh? We are hopeless. So look, that's crap. Look, I'll let you go first, Luke. I want you to convince me about. Um, okay. Well, I just saw this one on the way in. I think it was about halfway between Geelong and Ballarat when I was on the side of the road vomiting. I was thinking, what can I do for that it's crap? So um, <laughs> it's all going well for me at the moment, Tim. <clears throat> and what I thought, because my sister's moved and I've got to go through a certain intersection to get to her house, and I keep getting stuck on this red arrow. Right, You know when you've got a green light going both ways yep. on a highway or yep. a road, and for no reason at all, there's a red arrow that stops you turning right yep. across the lane. I don't understand why it exists. No. Because it takes forever to go green. Literally, you know that you're going to be sitting there for a whole set of change of lights. Like, I'm talking two or three minutes no, sometimes. Know, yeah. But there's no need to stop people turning. I don't know why it exists. I- Unfortunately, yeah, it's because a lot of dickheads drive cars. I know. But, like, if you're going to turn right into a street, you just give way, don't you? Well, you'd think so. Any other situation where that light's not there, you give way. You don't turn in when you know there's traffic coming. Mm. It's like trying to idiot-proof something that's already idiot-proof. That's what we do in society these days is we double idiot-proof and we go against natural selection. Yeah, but I just don't understand what's there, mate. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so instead of the red arrow just going away because there's nothing coming. Yeah, and there's nothing coming in both directions for two minutes, but I can't turn because of this stupid little red arrow. I think we get rid of them. And what you find is they're often on newer intersections. Yes. So older ones, they sort of go away or they don't have them at all. Don't and have them. Newer ones. Because I don't need them. It's the nanny stuff. Why are we doing it, mate? Well, the other one I hate is left-hand turn arrows when you're second or third car and you want to turn left and the other ones are going straight ahead and you have to wait there. And, yeah. Oh, that yeah. annoys me. But, but that I get. This one I just don't get while we have No, I don't either. I think maybe they've got the program for right-hand turn arrows and it was cheaper just to program them all with the same one. I think, too, being that it's a red, I think that reflects back on us gingers sometimes. A lot of the worst things are red, aren't they? Like That's the right. stop, stop sign's red. Uh, danger That's is right. red. And I'm sick of it, mate. Yeah, I'm I, sick of getting persecuted. I agree. Yeah? Yep. Everyone else gets to have their right. little whinge. We can't have ours. No, that's right. Because what it says, it says red equals lack of progress. Yes. Red equals stop equals obstacle. Yes. And then people look at us and go- Obstacle. Obstacle. Rather <laughs> <laughs> a large obstacle. Because well, remember I Googled um, ginger persecution the other day. I sent you a- So it goes a, back to the Spanish Inquisition, doesn't it? Does. It does. Yeah. 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 We've Amazing. been persecuted for years, mate. And now yeah. they're trying to say Judas Iscariot was a ginger. The guy that dobbed in yeah, um, I know Jesus Don't worry, yeah, was a ginger. Weren't they in the Middle East? <laughs> well, was there a ginger uh, in the Middle East? Yeah, there's gingers in the Middle East. Is there? Yeah. yeah. Right. I saw a, a picture of a guy in Iraq who was a ginger. What, yeah. one picture of one person? Oh, I didn't look up, can you show me all the ginger people in Iraq? <laughs> I just saw go, one. I want to go and so find if you're, them. If you're, li- if you're listening to this podcast and you're in the Middle East, I want you to tell us- Yeah, send us a photo of your gingerness. That's right. We want to know that we're there. Yeah, that's right. And we, then I'll believe the Judas thing. If you can find us a picture of a ginger in the Middle East somewhere, send it in. But to be fair, if you were ginger in the Middle East, 40 pieces of gold, mate, it'd be absolutely uh, 30, crucial. 30 pieces of was silver, it, mate. Sorry. Come on. Well, I don't know the well, story. Well, right. you went to the Catholic school. I don't, I don't read a lot of fables and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'd agree. That's crap. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Now, I'm going to have a stab because I live here in Ballarat. I'm going to have a stab at winter. I can't believe you haven't brought it up already. I oh, know. I oh, know. Because it's May the 17th today, yeah. Monday. And, and it's not even winter yet. It's not even it's winter. Winter is coming. Winter is coming as the, the TV shows. Of Thrones that's fans. right. Did you get into that? Oh, absolutely. Mm. Loved it. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, what's not to love, mate? Yeah, I suppose. I had a little bit of everything that show. <laughs> that it did. Yeah. Now, 
Winter's June, July, August, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So it's not even winter yet. And on Saturday and Sunday, it was grim up here. Yeah. It was about seven degrees. And the fact you're already living in Ballarat, that's grim enough. Yeah, true. So it was raining sideways and it was freezing cold and it's not even winter yet. And I know from hard-won experience that by the time it gets to the end of July, you're just over it. Yeah. yeah, over it. And you go out and you look at your deciduous trees and you go, grow, your bastard, grow, <laughs> be spring. The only good thing about winter, I reckon, is that your lawn doesn't grow as much. You don't have to Hang on. We've got nine seconds and it's flashing, so he might get a little sponsored bit. All right, we'll come know. back to the winter thing then. We will, but if it comes on, I don't know what's happening with this thing. So. Yeah. Didn't you turn down? We can't just have no, it dead air, mate. No, it's got, no. It's gone. It's, it's gone, gone away. Yeah, fixed it. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, well, well done. Good on yeah, us. Sorry about the people who paid to have their ads on <laughs> on this show tonight. They've probably paid a lot of money to be sponsored, and we've just gone, no, turn it down. I think they probably paid for their ads not to be on our show. <laughs> um, so would you agree that uh, that's crap? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think winter here. I must admit, right, I've been to Moscow, Russia. Mm. I've been to a lot of those sort of Scandinavian countries mm. in the middle of winter, and I've never been as cold as what I was one night out here in Ballarat when what, I was young. What were you wearing? A T-shirt. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, but it was going out, and then we couldn't get a cab for the love or money, so we had to walk home, and that's the coldest I've ever been. The fact that I still remember it now, I was about 22. Yep. This is the coldest place I've ever been to. Yeah, and especially cold if you're full of booze, yes. trying to get home, yep. you're wearing a T-shirt. There's no cabs in Ballarat, by the way. I couldn't nah, there that. was. You know who ended up picking us up? Just some girl random who used to go out when she was bored and just drive around picking people up and dropping them home just for something to do. And then she decided to charge for it and Uber was born. <laughs> no, she didn't. I don't think she charged us. I don't know, maybe I still owe her money. I don't That's know. fantastic. Yeah. Good that. What a, Wouldn't what be a the only girl I owe money to in Ballarat. Good Samaritan. On that, on that rather <laughs> ambiguous note, what are we going to do next? I, I think... You know what? We're going to have a segment called Random Wikipedia Article. Yeah, oh, that's a new segment, isn't it's it? It's a new segment. Should we give it a crack? Yeah, all right. I haven't got a jingle for it yet. No, that's all right. <laughs> it's Random Wikipedia yeah, Article. I can't wait to hear. So what this is, right, for everyone out there, is Wikipedia has a button at the top left, and it says Random Article. And when you press it, I can tell you there's nothing as random as a random So you're going to press it right now. You've got nothing prepped. You're, you're, nothing you're prepped. looking at your phone. Looking at my phone. So I'm going to... Go to random article wherever it is on this because it's set out different to. Uh, should we have pre done this? Oh, so of course we should. This, yeah, absolutely. So just bear with us. We're going to talk aimlessly. Yeah, just talk amongst yourselves at home. Here we go. All right. So you ready? So random article. So random. You ready? Yep. All right. Pressing it now. Big drum roll. The random article is <laughs> Boy Lake in Glacier County, Montana. So the Boy thing, Lake. Boy Lake. All right, which I don't actually think is the lake. Boy Lake is located. That's the name of the lake. Just stand. Hang on. Boy Lake is located in Glacier National Park in the U.S. state of Montana. Boy Lake is approximately one mile west northwest of Rising Wolf Mountain. (laughs) So, and it is oddly, I think, a mountain itself. But as much as I think this. This segment is already failing through lack oh, of preparation. I was just about to say, I think we, we can it already. The idea was going to be the idea was going to be that you pick a random article and you have yeah. to try and make it interesting for two minutes. All right, let's make that interesting. So, Boy Lake, obviously, I'm not touching oh, that yeah, with a ten foot pole. It's, yeah, it's too hard that one, isn't it? Let's have a song. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Who was that? 
That's Radiohead, mate. Uh, Jigsaw falling into place. Now, you might notice, uh, hello, Jared over there. We'll just say hello to him. He's yeah. looking in the window. It's like bringing your kids to work, though. It is, isn't it? it? I'm yeah. surprised I haven't seen some ass cheeks at the moment. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Anyone who listens to this show regularly, of course there's no one who listens to this show regularly, right. but they might notice that the music is very similar to about three weeks ago. That's because I'm just playing the same one. I've got no time or inclination to change anything. That's right. Can I make a request, though? Yeah. Can I request uh, we built this city by Jefferson Starship? Okay, um, I'll have to try and find that. You know the song? I know the song. Yeah, do it later. You know I'm not very good at this sort of thing tonight, Tim. I'm, Look, I'm very underprepared, very hungover. Wh- while and very you do the next bit. Not interested. I will do the weather because I think it's important that people all around the world know what the weather's like here in Ballarat right now. Okay, you so do that. right now at 20 to 9 on Monday the 17th of May, it is a balmy 8.2 degrees Celsius. Well, tonight it's going to get down to 4 degrees. And tomorrow it's going to be 13. And look, I've got to say, I'd love to know what the weather's like in your part of the world too, because right here, it, I'm, it's I'm really ass. concerned, mate, that this show hasn't been very good. What, well, tonight? I'm, I'm not very good, right? Yeah. You're talking about the weather. Only because we've got technical things you need to take care of. And I, you can't I don't talk. know what you're talking about there. <laughs> All right, let's play the jingle. Because yep. we have, uh, have we got someone on the line? We have. Well, we've had a bit of a change of plans there, but play the jingle and I'll tell you all about all right, it. Let's hear about some stuff. Yep. Will we? He's and now it's time for an update on stuff. Yes, and it's that time of the week where we catch up with, uh, well, it was going to be former Shield cricketer Lachlan Stevens, but it's in fact going to be a social yeah, You know what, it's, it's probably fitting that Lockie didn't answer his phone because this has been appalling tonight, mate. We are usually pretty bad, but we've taken the cake tonight. No, I, I think you've been a bit harsh on us. I don't think it's been that bad. I, I'm not being harsh on you. You've carried the shit. No, no, no. I'm no, harsh no. on myself, mate. No, no, you've been okay. It's all right. Thanks, yeah, mate. Right. You're too right. nice. Anyway, with I, us on the line right now is Dave Bade. There yeah, he is. Good. You can hear How are you, mate? Mate, I'm very, I'm very well. I'm very well. Always ready for the call up, just in case uh, you uh, someone off the bench is, as well as they'd like to. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't want you to feel second best, mate. We did want to talk to you more, but it was just like his turn. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I, I know this. And what's happened to you, Luke? You've oh, let's just say I had a big weekend, and maybe I had to have a little stop on the drive to Ballarat tonight just to get rid of some leftover stomach acid purge. <laughs> <laughs> so, excellent, excellent. You know how you felt last time we spoke to you on that Sunday. Yeah. Exactly, I'm a thousand percent better than last you, week. You look, because yeah, we can see you, obviously, you look a thousand times better, actually. Yes. Fresher. Yeah, yeah. I've caught your flu, mate, that you had. 24-hour <laughs> it, virus. It's contagious if you go on the piss for about 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, quickly, I know rugby union's not a massive game down here in Victoria, but over the weekend what happened, Luke, was all the Australian teams, provincial teams, have been playing each other and thinking they're really, really good, and we're all like, sort of patting each other on the back on how good Australian rugby yeah. is, and then we went to New Zealand on the weekend and we played all the New Zealand provincial teams. And just got wiped out. And we got absolutely smashed across all games and it was really disappointing. Yeah, right. So, Dave, I want a one-sentence fix to this problem. Go. Oh, play your best players. Don't rest anyone, you idiots. Absolutely. Without being all over this moment, not a rugby fan, why are they resting people? Oh, well, the Queensland team, they they won the, the Australian comp and they rested some of their better players thinking they might still have a chance against um, the lesser teams in New Zealand, but the lesser teams in New Zealand are actually quite good. <laughs> okay. Right. They got absolutely pumped. So what's going on with rugby in Australia? Because there was a time there when we had some really good players. We seemed to be what we were winning World Cups. I can't remember the last time that we've been able to have a national team that we've been proud of. You, you go back to 1999, which is the greatest year Australia ever had oh. uh, in, in 
in all sports. Um, Greatest hero I ever had. Or just in general, yeah. <laughs> in general, in general. Yeah. yeah, we've still got excellent players, but um, oh, it's changed It's changed a little bit. The grassroots has changed a little bit. Uh, the rules have changed a lot late, lately, but there's just a lot of big money offers overseas, which have taken some of our really good talent um, in their sort of early 20s when we wanted to sort of grow them into better players here, I suppose. So we missed out on a fair bit, but... Uh, I think that I think that is honestly changing, um, but we'll, we'll see how we go this weekend. There's always another weekend in rugby. I just imagine that if it was the cricket side performing like that, like everyone's in uproar, isn't it? That's right. If the cricket side's going bad, we yep. want answers. That's right. Hey, hey mate, uh, how's uh, how's work going? Uh, very good, very good. Um, I'm on, on call tonight, which is why I'm sprightly and, and, and ready to go. And but, sober. Uh, and sober. So it's yeah. uh, been uh, <laughs> sorry to hear that, mate. <laughs> it's been it's been terrible for Monday, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, it's a it's a lovely day. Lovely. Day. At work, plenty of plenty of kids to see, plenty of plenty of broken arms. I took my kids to uh, those lovely bouncing trampoline places for their birthday parties on the weekend. Uh, no one got injured, which I was very happy about. But it was a scene of carnage and chaos everywhere in those places. I don't know. It's funny you should know. say that, Dave, because my niece broke her arm yesterday at one of those places. Right, I will send me that extra. I'll, I'll let you know whether she's been created appropriately. <laughs> the, uh, but those sort of places, Dave, I would have thought as an orthopaedic surgeon, you should be investing in those places. Because yeah, absolutely. Those places will be putting your kids through private school. In fact, set up a clinic there at the bounce place. Yeah, that's right. Just go around handing well, out cards. Yeah, I walked into this place and I seriously thought I was going to some underground nightclub. It was, it was a concrete establishment. It was all dark had to go through passageways and you just open yourself to, yeah, just bright chaos and people jumping around everywhere with sort of... That would be a good nightclub, I reckon, mate, with trampolines everywhere. <laughs> the one in Ballarat is grim. Is I, I can't even remember what it's called, but basically what you've got is you've got all the Bogan parents sitting in the bit at the front where the cafe is, right, talking yeah. to each other, and they just put little Jackson and little... And you just know, let them to their Let them do whatever, and they just it's like they just put them in this... That's why you're taking there. You don't mind paying as long as you don't have to supervise. <laughs> that's right, that's right. They're just all killing each other on the bounce things. They don't fall down. They fall down and they just keep bouncing. Up they do. Yeah. They're on their head or on their feet. That's true. Now, uh... <laughs> Sorry, mate. You, you I, probably I, can barely, do. I can barely talk. What would you prescribe you, mate, if you were <laughs> coming so weird? Penicillin's always <laughs> Can you get that under the counter or what? Uh, Local pharmacists can help out, but, uh, you know, a script might be better. Yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> Thank you. You could also just harden up and be a man. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying, mate. I'm trying. Now, Dave, I was going to ask you a question. I've completely forgotten what it was, so I'm going to talk aimlessly about something else until it comes back into my head. Okay. Hey, I'll talk to you about something. Timmy told me a little fact today. Right. We played a Powderfinger song yeah. earlier. Are you still on about this? <laughs> and he, he oh, let me into a secret that the drummer, her ex-partner, was um, Tim's girlfriend. Really? Did yeah. you not know that? That's the best thing he's ever had to offer anyone, and he hasn't told me till now. Yeah, right. Why yeah. isn't the, the drummer doing talks about stuff then? Come on, youngie. That's a, I don't know. I don't know. I was just saying that for that particular girlfriend, that, that would have been a bit of a step down, the drummer that had a Powderfinger to, to you. To me, it was working in an insurance call centre at the what, time. Was it drugs? Like, I don't was, know. How did her life just spiral so much? Oh, she probably had a fairly loose grip on reality at times, that person. Did I know? Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. And if I was to say the name on air, you would have hours of stories what, what, to tell. What letters it start with? No, nah, I'm not doing that. Nah, not doing that. No. Nah. Great story. It's, it's funny that we have this talk about stuff, and I gave Youngie a list of about 33 things to talk about, and you can't think of one right now. <laughs> <isn't> <laughs> you did, yeah. I'll have to check the WhatsApp thing and see. Sorry, mate. Yeah, oh, that's what I was going to say. Technology. Dave is a bit of a talisman when it comes to the rugby, going back to that. Every time he goes to the rugby in person, Australia wins. Righto. 
Yeah. I've watched Australia play like three times in 15 years, and we've, we've won and them all. all. Well, the evidence says How 100% are you not right. on the payroll, Dave? That's right. Mate, they can't afford anyone, let alone <laughs> The last time that we went to the rugby together was in 2014 in Brisbane, and the night ended with a failed attempt to get into the casino. I reckon we bring a new segment in of stories from your youth. No, let's not. All right, you let's tell play me some songs. great ones off the air, and then none of them come out on air. I no, want to hear some. No, absolutely not. And we can ask uh, Associate Professor Dave, Associate Professor Griffo, yeah. former Test uh, Shield cricketer, cricketer. Shield cricketer, Lockie Stevens. Is there anyone else? Yeah, oh, there's plenty. How about every time we talk to you guys, you've got to tell us one story, so you've got to come up with one right now. One right now. Yeah, we're putting the pressure on. All the ones I know, I'm not sure whether I'm talking about. No, that's uh, excellent, Dave. That's maturity and well done. That is exactly why we need to hear them. Well, okay, I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one. Go on. When I worked behind the bar and Associate Professor Dave Bade used to come in with all his Associate Professor mates, I used to give him what I called trays of death. Now, a tray of death was, you know those black drinks trays that you get at yeah. functions? And you can fit, I don't know, about 12-ish of the glass tumblers on there. Uh, yeah. 14. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just had to jump in to correct you there. 14. And this is the days before stock control was a really big thing. And what yeah. I used to do was I used to get a bottle of Bundy rum, which is 750, I think the smaller ones. Yeah. yeah. Top would come off, top gone, and just empty it into 14 glasses and then just top them up with Coke. And just hand it to the and boys. And just hand the boys and they go, well, what do you got? And they give me like five bucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. What was the name of this pub, mate? They probably want to look into the uh, your patronage there and how much uh, alcohol you gave away. I don't, know what the, I don't know what the statute of limitations is. Yeah. I'm giving away free piss. <laughs> well, Youngie lost his job from that place one day when he was actually... <laughs> That's he right. He was about 500 metres up the road drinking at the, you know, the rival pub up the road drinking with us. So you lost your job? Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. But there's a bit more to it than that because he's right, I was. And then um, we went down the road from the rival pub that was 500 <laughs> metres up the road to the pub I worked at after I'd said that I couldn't work because I was sick. Oh, no. And in fairness, in fairness, I probably wasn't that keen on keeping the job because when I was pulled in the next day for, you know, please explain, yeah. he goes, do you want to keep your job? And I said, nah, not really. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you had a job to do, Tim, and you did it. You did both of them well. <laughs> I did. I did. And it's not like driving trucks or, you know, performing surgery. You don't have to be double zero to be a bartender. No, I, well, tell you that. I work at the refinery. I seem to get through fine. <laughs> oh, so. Don't ever say that. <laughs> Oh, listen, Dave, uh, we'll let you go back to uh, whatever televisual feast you were indulging in. Oh, I think, Tim, next time around, we, we talk about my deep dive into Australian contemporary folk music. Yeah, I, I know what? that's another thing that you're passionate Did about. Did you text him that and he's just forgotten all yeah. about it? Yes. Text yeah. him several times about it. Yeah, but, uh, okay. Just text do that. So. Yeah, we will. We'll get onto that because that's an excellent idea. Dave, right. thanks again. Boys, See have ya. a great show. <laughs> thanks, mate. Ya, we're struggling. See you, buddy. <laughs> Uh, I think it's time for a song. Gonna, uh, what, what do you want to hear? I'm going to give you a couple of options. Yep. I'm going to give you something from the 90s, mm-hmm. something from the last few years, mm-hmm. or... Oh, no, I'm just going to play it. It was very sort of, uh, I don't know, modern, sort of flowery. Flowery, yeah. It's, it's called sunflower. Is it? <laughs> Is it really? That's probably why you thought it was flowery. Look at me, guys. Yeah, yeah, look at you. Picking up on the subtext. You're like a Molly Meldrum over there, aren't you? Oh, mate, I don't know about that. Like I say, I know songs, I just don't know what they're called. So now we've instituted a new award because we like to recognise excellence in a field. The reason that we've introduced it is because we've talked about this. I'm just so over people whinging about stuff. I call them the offended, right? Hang on. So, can I stop you for a minute? Yeah. You realise you're currently whinging about whinging. 
Yeah, I know. I'll rephrase then. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Councillor Tim. <laughs> People who get offended by things, like if you're watching a, a show or you're listening to our show maybe and you're offended by it, turn it off, mate. You don't have to get on Facebook and tell everyone about it. So Nobody cares about what you think. Hang on. So just to clarify, if I don't like something on an electronic media, I can remove the electricity from that media and turn it off. It is possible to do it without having to tell everyone your opinion. And it just seems so rife these days. And, and so I, I was talking to you about that and then we had old Justin Murphy from Virginia from Virginia messages to tell us that we're bottom feeders or whatever else he said mm. turn us off mate that's it yeah if you don't like us flick over that's it you don't have to have a sook uh, I think okay yeah. maybe not a win we won't call it the winching award we'll call it the sook award the sook stop sook well, and I think uh, I don't know if he has listened or whether he's just seen our work on Facebook maybe he just saw us well, I saw a picture and thought, well, yeah, they look like carp. I'd, I'd probably be offended too if I saw me. <laughs> they look like one of those fish that suck on the glass. <laughs> Catfish, aren't they? I can't remember. Yeah. So we're going to have the Justin Murphy Award. And, and who's in the- In honour of him for having a little whinge to us. And who's the first contender? Well, I've come up with one. And this was sent to me on Facebook. Is it real, do you think? I think so. It's, yeah. it's the article's from the New York Post, but it's about an Australian situation. Did you hear the one about the chaser when they put a fake article out about how they're going to change the name of fairy bread? And, yeah. And- and everyone yeah. picked it up and, you know, it was an outrage thing about, oh, yeah, people are going to change that. And it was just all crap. And it was all bullshit, yeah. Or maybe I should do a bit more research no, before no, no, I read no. this I, out. I think this is genuine. All right, I'm going to read this out. This is the article it sent to me. If it's not right, I apologise profusely. Please don't sue me. Hang on, but before you start, again, sorry, if people are coming to Fat and Ginger for factual journalism. Yeah, you're probably looking in the wrong place <laughs> to start with, are you? Sorry, mate, go on. So, all right, this is the article, okay, in the New York Post. Staff at the Australian National University in Canberra, the ANU, Mm -hmm. have been encouraged to ditch the terms mother and father with the hope of being more gender inclusive. They've put out a handbook, Tim, that has requested fathers to be referred to as the non-birthing parent and the term mother replaced with gestational parent when discussing childbirth. But how does that cover people who have got, say, perhaps adopted kids? Well, it doesn't, it doesn't go on to say kids. that. Well, hang on, hang on. But if we're talking about <clears throat> inclusivity and being inclusive, then yeah. it's not inclusive because you're discriminating against people who I haven't don't know. Had I, was, I was actually chatting with my non-gestational parent the other day. And, yeah, we didn't quite get to oh, that. Oh, yeah, sorry. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to think. That's the thing you're going non-gestational. Well, what, what what, kids are going to be born now and they're going to have to go, uh, gestational parent, can you pass <laughs> me a sandwich? No, 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 no. It's just non-birthing parent, isn't it? Non-birthing parent's a dad. Yeah. And, and gestational parent is the mum. Well, how? <laughs> I was nearly going to swear then. But I think you listening at home, if you agree with that, please turn us off now. <laughs> Don't listen to us, mate, because that's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. I'm all for inclusiveness. I'm all for everyone having a voice. Absolutely. I'm never going to argue with that. But we're starting to get stupid. I think it's someone who said, listen, I've got a thesis on something. I want a bit of publicity. Let's bang this but, out But there. they've bought it in. They've put out the handbook. It's not like something they've come up with an idea. They're encouraging people. We're going to do more research on this. Yeah, we should have looked into it more, should we? <laughs> <laughs> but it's where the existing term is so short and is so universally used that to say a non-birthing parent instead of dad. Mm. It takes a lot of time and effort. The other thing is too, it can be confusing for a kid to say gestational parent when referring yeah. to their mum. They're never going to be able to get there. They're going to shorten it to GP, aren't they? <laughs> GP, that's All right. All of a sudden, everyone's a doctor. That's right. Yeah, I'm going to go and see the GP. Yeah. I feel like a TikTok. <laughs> now, hasn't that word changed? You know, not the movie TikTok, the biscuits TikTok. Remember those? No. They were like, on one side, they had the icing with the clock face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. TikToks. I haven't seen them for years. Yeah. 
Yeah, they should have uh, <laughs> trademarked that name. <laughs> they might be going a little bit better than what they yeah, are now. That's true, yeah. So the the initial, the inaugural winner of the, the inaugural winner is the University of Canberra. What was it no, called? Australian National University. Australian National University. Yep. Get the win. So what, 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 what have we sent them? Thoughts and prayers. Is Justin Murphy going to send us anything we can <laughs> forward on? I reckon if he listens to this podcast, I reckon there'll be a bit from Justin Murphy. I hope he does. <laughs> I hope he messages him. And now there's an award in Australia <laughs> named after him for being such a dullard. <laughs> Doing such a dunce. Um, my father used to work for the ANU years ago. Yeah? Back in the early 70s. Maybe yeah. he can contact someone there and present them with the award. I'll tee him up. So, yeah, yeah back in when they first moved out from England, he worked at the ANU. Oh, what, what did he do there? He was a, re, I don't know, worked with zoology or something, some shit. I don't know. You know what? Your dad worked at the university. Mm. All your mates are associate professors. Mm. Yeah, get, get to your <laughs> point. Come on. Let's have it. I mean... I don't mean to be nasty, yeah. but um, you're going to be. <laughs> it, it probably didn't work out as well for you as what it was expected. You're a dickhead. I mean, the, <laughs> the brain's obviously not the problem. You've got a massive head, so there's plenty of room in that brain. It's just not connected up somehow. Or? Oh, look, I, I did drink an awful lot when I was young. <laughs> I probably pickled certain parts of my brain. Mate, you just told me a couple of stories off here. I wish I could tell them on air because how hey, you lost your job. Yeah. Oh, Walked into the pub, you just called in sick to blind. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, and that's probably somewhere, if we're talking that, you know, the peak of Everest is the highest, that story's probably down in Kathmandu. Like, mm. there's a long way to go from that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, we've got to delve into this more. Yeah. We, I we, like this idea of a new story from each time we talk to one of your mates. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, should we have a song? Please. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed that. You like a bit of Stink Fist, do you? Is that Stink Fist again? It is too. Yeah, because it's the same playlist, mate. Yeah, I know, but I forgot. And then, yeah. of course, because I don't know the names of the songs. I remember last time when we actually played, I think Aiden was in. Yeah. We only got halfway through and the ad kicked in, remember? That's so right. So we never got back to the second no, half. That's right. So, now- so that was actually me by design putting that one on just to give the listeners <laughs> oh, what they wanted yeah, all by, de- <laughs> by design. Yeah, I can't claim that. Now, look, uh, I thought we'd delve into an anniversary. If we mm-hmm. can. So today, six years ago, one of the most amazing things in country footy ever happened. It was a game in the, I suppose, the Central Highlands Football League, CHFL. Yeah. Is this from your Wikipedia page? Or no, 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 no. No, no. It came up in my uh, Facebook memories. Oh, did it? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Gordon played Smythesdale. Yeah. And uh, I just Close liked game, it. is it? <laughs> well, not quite. I'll go through quarter by quarter. I'll right. give you the scores. Yeah. So at uh, quarter time, Gordon led Smilesdale 16-3-99 to one goal. At six. quarter time. <laughs> quarter time. So what's that, 25 minutes of footy? Yeah, you'd want to bring the boys in at that point and have a bit of a chat about what's going on, wouldn't you? <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah. Even at quarter time, what are you saying? Please. <laughs> Please <laughs> at, end it. At half time, half time, 33-10-208 wow. to one goal six. So they've whacked on another 100 points. More than 100 points. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, <clears throat> at three-quarter time, so look- as by, I, by then you'd be feeling a little bit dejected. Oh, somewhat. Yes. <laughs> I think I said it off air to you, but you'd be using the word pride a lot. A lot. Because <laughs> yeah. that's all we're playing for, yeah. so yeah. a bit of pride. Yeah, my parents are in the stand watching. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Don't do this to me, please. So, most excellently for Smilesdale here, they scored a behind, so they're now 1-1-7 at three-quarter time. Yeah. But unfortunately, Gordon has scored a few too. They're now- 51-16-322. Wow, at three-quarter time. At three-quarter time. And then the final score, 69-22, 436. 
to one goal, one seven. Yeah, sometimes footy's just not for you. Mate, that, how do you get up from that the next week? How do you turn up to training on Tuesday? Mm. I don't know. I, I really feel for Smizer, and I believe that they've come back from that and, and made Well, it the thing it doesn't say there is that their best player was out. He, he might have made a bit of a difference. <laughs> it's a 68 goals. Yeah, uh, we'll, go through Gordon's, Smitty. we'll go through Gordon's goal kickers. Um, so just get comfortable. <laughs> S. Nicholson kicked 19. <laughs> M. Nolan kicked 12. Yeah. Jay Gorman kicked six. C. McGuigan kicked five. He was pretty quiet. M. Gunnell only kicked four. Yeah, A. Tui, three. J. Murphy, three. J. Tui. J. Murphy? Be... It could have been our J. Murphy. No, nah, it's spelled differently. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, he spelled it correctly. He did. J. Tui, who I'm assuming must be related to A. Tui, only kicked two. Yeah, J. he got dropped the next week. Yeah. J. Ray, H. Watts. J Grills, C Clifford all kicked two. Yep. And then singles to B Hallam, T Murphy, A Milner, A Watts, M Rayworth. That's, that's more players than are actually on the team. You've just listed 25 players. I reckon the Waterboy kicked a couple. And then best players, S Nicholson, uh, blah, 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 blah. Smilesdale, A Pert. <laughs> Kick the solitary goal. Yeah, he got the votes that day. Best players. So how's this, right? So you're on a. Please on the, tell me it says team effort for the for the no, opposition. Wait, wait, wait. So you're on the back end of an absolute ass kicking like that. Yep. There's one guy who's kicked a goal, right? Yeah. Apert. Don't tell me you didn't make it in the best players. No, didn't. didn't best player. Best player. S. Smith, who I'm guessing must have played at fullback or something. Yeah, he, he was the guy that went got the ball from over the fence when it kept flying <laughs> over there, kept uh, kicking it back to the umpire. S. Smith. M. Hocking, uh, D. Clinton, R. Ratley, J. Ramage, and J. Sabazzo. Uh, they'll get him next time. Yeah, that's right. And that was six years ago. I think yesterday it was on the 16th. So there you go. Look, it's just just big, big, big numbers. And I they, remember they'll probably want to hear that too. I reckon. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, I'm, glad that, I'm glad that memory's popped up in my feet. Someone listening might have been involved in that game. You never know. And if they you have been, give us a message. We'd they're love to they're hear probably from you. sucking their thumb in the corner at the moment, oh. nursing their head back and forth. I remember at school we used to play against teams like Zay. Xavier and Halebury, who were absolute guns. Mm. And you'd be standing at full forward or forward pocket. Just freezing. Just freezing with your arms crossed, just talking yeah. to the guy. And they'd just be rotating guys out so they'd have a game. And it was just miserable. It was always icy when that happened. Yeah. It? it was always icy. The wind yeah. would be picked up. Yep. And it's probably 8.30 in the morning or that's something. Right. And, and that's right. And the, the foot, you know, you've got this waterlogged, frozen footy. Yeah. And you only got little hands and you go to handball it and your hand shatters like <laughs> the Terminator 2 when he's liquid metal. Yeah. Like, it always astounded me how kids get through that. And it's just miserable. And then you have this break at half time that goes for half an hour. And so you freeze to death during that and then they go, right, yeah. I've always back out there again. Yeah, hey, play footy, it's and great. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Join a chess club or something. Yeah. Now we're going to chat to Jono very shortly. Talking of Talking football. of uh, he, he might have been uh, involved in that game. Was there a B Johnson there? Nope, didn't see that, no. Uh, he might have been in the opposition there. I don't know. It's hard oh, to geez. say. He was a good good player in his day, old Jono, wasn't he? Oh, good player. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny talking about that, and then we're going to talk to Jono, who's a you know Hall of Famer, All-Australian, <clears throat> the whole works and jerks, and yeah. played a million games, kicked a billion goals. Fantastic. Well, I used to play a bit of AFL 9s with him, uh, which is like an old person's version of footy. If the ball hits the ground, it's a free kick to the other person. So it's like a, a way of playing footy without being able to – you don't have to run or tackle or anything like mm. that. Uh, mate, he, he was very impressed with my form. Uh, I think I played the first game, did my hamstring, missed the first season. Uh, the second game I played was the, the following year, mm. uh, dislocated my finger in mm-hmm. the first game, missed the rest of the season. But – I'd never missed a session because we used to bring Nesky down. Never missed a session after the game. If so, you know what I mean. so could we say that injuries stopped your progression? Well, I could have been anything, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they could be talking about me in uh, what's that team? <laughs> Smilesdale. Smilesdale. I think I would have been a club legend there. Let's have a song and we'll talk to Johnny. Okay. 
some fine drum work there in that song. Now, that's when music was real music. It was rock and roll, wasn't it? Rock they? and roll. Were you ever a Zeppelin fan? Uh, not a diehard Zeppelin fan, but certainly yeah. I think one of the first songs, and I think I've said this to you before, but one of the first songs that my older brother played really loud on a really good stereo to me was Heartbreaker, the one that was on before. Yep. And that guitar riff at the start, that meow, 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 banana, like, that is awesome, isn't it? See, I, I never got into them that much. I don't know why, because I like them, but I think I grew up on a steady diet of Beatles. Yep. They were my favourite band growing up. I was obsessed with them yep. and uh, just never really got into the Stones and Zeppelin and those sort of bands until later on in life mm. because I always felt an allegiance to, to the Beatles, yeah. which well, is really weird. No, and I'd feel the same way about the Beatles that you feel about Zeppelin. Yeah, okay. Never really got into them, but later in life, yeah. You just right. and go, oh, yeah, they're actually they're not right. too bad. They're right. All right, well, I've got to get Jono on the phone here. Yep. Um, this is, you can hear me calling. That's it, This yeah. is the magic of uh, Voice FM. Hello, mate. Hey, mate, how are you, Jono? Great, how are you? Not too bad, mate. Thank you for coming on our show on Fat and Ginger. Nah, no way, <laughs> mate. What's happening? Yeah, not too much, mate. We, uh, we, we, we're very professional here, mate. As you can probably hear, I, uh, I can barely talk. <laughs> And I'm doing a radio show, so you know I've, I've sort of compared it to you know working for a newspaper and putting it out in braille. So just going beautifully, mate. Very nice, mate. Very nice. Yeah, how's your night been? You've had a sportsman thing, mate. Did you? Yeah, mate. We just went down at Willie uh, Willie Footy Club tonight, which has been good. And it Thank went well. Hometown, mate. Yeah, it went really well. Excellent, mate. Now, you'd have to be the busiest bloke in Australia, I reckon. Oh, I think so. <laughs> nah, don't know about that, Matt, but uh, just working hard, mate, as, as you do as well, mate. That, that, no, it's, all, it's all going well. Excellent, mate. This is uh, Tim. I don't think you've met Tim. G'day, uh, Brad. He's, he's the bloke in the title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I'm here for balance. How are you, Tim? Yeah, good, thanks, Brad. Good, thanks, Brad. I'm a bit starstruck to have someone of your status on our show, on our little community radio show, so thank Thanks for agreeing oh, to come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Jono's sitting there thinking, geez, how the mighty <laughs> fall. Yeah, you've been on just about every show in Australia, so now you can, you can count Voice FM as well. Uh, it should be good, boys. Now, look, just while we've got you, we were talking about a, a footy result that we came across from 2016, which popped up in my Facebook memories. <laughs> And uh, I want to know if you've ever been involved in a game like this. Uh, I don't know, you might have heard of this one previously. It was Gordon versus Smythesdale in the CHFL out here in Ballarat. And uh, you ready for it? One of the top leagues, Johnny. You ready for it? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So Gordon defeated Smythesdale 69-22-436 to one goal, one seven. (laughs) Now, I want to know, I want to know, all through your glittering career, all the way from juniors to when you played your last game, were you ever involved in something like that? I was involved in a game once, guys, where we kicked 55 goals oh. to the opposition's one. So it was That's pretty a, close. How many did you kick that day, mate? No, no, I wasn't playing on the wing, Matt. So I, um, oh, I didn't kick you didn't, many. You didn't kick many? at all, mate. I, I was, what, I was, just 16? This was, this was in... Um, this was in 1993, no, 1992 actually it was, so a fair while ago now, but show my age, but this was when I was playing for Williamstown under 19, so I was only 15 years of age, and I'm a young buck running around with these with these guys, and we played Port Melbourne at Port Melbourne's famous ground, and um, I think they got a, had to go get a couple of kids from the street because they ran into <laughs> <out of laughs> I, I imagine they probably <laughs> lost a few footies as well. Yeah. So down at uh, down there, mate. It was so we 
we had um, we had a huge win. That was, that was the biggest win that I was ever part of. I don't even know what that adds up to, guys. You yeah. might be able to help oh, I think the scoreboard ran out of numbers, well, mate. No, I can help you with that. <laughs> I can help you with that, Brad. Because at three... Just imagine winning by... What did they, what did they score again? 401? 436. 436. So 436. At, and the bloke who kicked the goal, the one only goal for the opposition, didn't get in the best. <laughs> That's... <laughs> You'd be spewing, wouldn't you? Uh, oh, they should have been carrying him off on their backs. What did, Have you got there who kicked... The most goals in that game. Have yes, you that? the full forward kick nineteen got dropped the next week. But <laughs> 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 what did he kick nineteen nineteen or something like that? Yeah, <laughs> he probably did too. Yeah. So here we go. I'll give you the uh, the quarter by quarter scores just very quickly because we did it before on air. But uh, at quarter time, the score was sixteen three ninety nine. At quarter one time, goal, at quarter I would have given up then. <laughs> one goal six. Half time it was. It was halftime. It was thirty-three ten, two hundred and eight to one goal six. Um, that is ridiculous. And then, and then to help you with the maths about your win at three quarter time, it was fifty-one sixteen, three hundred <laughs> and twenty-two. And we were just saying, like, you know, you're you're a man of what, great football experience. Yeah, what would you say at three quarter time? What, what would your speech be to the players as, to, as to as try a, and pump them that's up? Right. As a captain of some note, how would you get the boys back up for a last quarter if you're three hundred and twenty <laughs> points down? What do you say? You just passed around the esky, wouldn't you, John? Much like we used to do at AFL 9s, mate. It's, it's, it's not over, boys. You need, I need to give, give me everything you've got. Would you? Yeah, we already have, John. No, you, know you know what I would have done? I would have told my captain to call for a count halfway through the last Yeah, round. let's get this reset back to zero. To wipe their score. Oh, hey, now, you've seen my football abilities, mate, down at the AFL 9s. You reckon I would have got a game for them or what? Uh, yeah, mate, you would have been captain <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I would have been watching About halfway through the no, first quarter I would have wandered over to the sidelines you, you would have done a soft tissue injury In the first five minutes of the game anyway is it, is it, Now, can I ask you a question, Brad? Would you suggest that Luke's glittering career in AFL 9s Was cut short by injury? <laughs> <laughs> well and truly cut short by by injury. That's Actually, very kind. I, I remember one of, one of the best kicks of all time was uh, that I received in AFL nines was was from the great Luke Bashy, and that was really? the only kick he ever had in the. In the <laughs> I'm struggling in the to remember it. He was out injured the whole time, but yeah. I remember leading out leading out once and just getting this absolute bullet. Just, uh, Are you sure you got the right bloke, John? I think I have. I might be getting you confused with Paul Hood. But anyway, uh, uh, I, I dare say it might have right. been, uh, yeah, Cats coach Paul Hood, but uh, I'll take it, mate. <laughs> That's all right. Um, I'm, hang on, I'm just going to write that down. Uh, John, I thought I gave one of the best kicks ever. <laughs> That's right, yeah. That's so right. thank you very much. Uh, I, like I said to Tim, though, I might not have played many games, but I never missed a session afterwards. <laughs> Uh, no, that, you were best on there. That's for sure. <laughs> we, we always say to all we had. That was the best thing about you being injured, Mash, was the fact that we always knew that we had a cold beer waiting for <laughs> at the end of the game. And, and you know what? We started something that a lot of other teams grabbed onto. Yeah, we were uh, the first, weren't we? Uh, post that, yeah, no question whatsoever that we were, we certainly loved, we were there for the social aspect of things and, and having a bit of fun and we had the beers afterwards sort of thing and by the end of it, there was a lot of teams having beers afterwards, so it was good. It was, it was good fun, mate. And I reckon that first year I played, I did me hammy halfway through the first game, didn't play again, <laughs> and still nearly won the best and fairest. <laughs> <laughs> now you are getting <laughs> <laughs> And we did have a couple of cool awards, didn't we, mate? We had um, uh, Boomer Harvey. I think you organised oh, a couple of uh, right. couple we of videos. Too. 
<laughs> That's very true. We had we had Boomer Harvey for uh, most ga- most games played over the couple of years that we yeah. were all during that during that That's season. So cool. And there was one from Dermy as well. What was so I think Dermy Boomers Boomers was most games, and he got on there and he said something like, "Well, I played about four hundred and fifty, and you guys you guys get an award for playing nine. <laughs> so and then uh, Dermy went on with the Courage Award. I think it was most courageous. Oh, I was too most most courageous. And uh, he he sort of uh, was lamenting about the fact that we got most courageous in a non-contact sport. <laughs> <laughs> that was very well done, mate. Very well done. Uh, that's all part of it, mate. We're lucky that, uh, you know, we honestly work with some absolute rippers. And Dermy was my favourite of all time. Like, he was my, he's my idol. And he knows that at work too. At, Does he? At Fox Footy, mate. So he, he's always... Um, he could do no wrong in my eyes, the big fella. Does he so, does he yeah, play on a little bit? Does he strut a bit when he sees you? What's that? Sorry, does, mate? does he does he strut a bit when he sees you? Oh look, he no. <laughs> I wish he did. <laughs> that would make my day even more. <laughs> no, I just I still get I still get nervous around the big fella. So yeah. that's how much I love him as a wow. uh, as a as a youngster. And yeah, still even even today, I I sort of stumble on my, on my words when I'm trying to have a chat with him. <laughs> a bit starstruck, mate. Yeah, very much starstruck. He coached me in international rules uh, many years ago when we uh, were lucky enough to represent Australia, and um, and that was the, the best trip of all time. Having having Dermot Bird and uh, coaches and. And entertain us was uh, was brilliant stuff. I imagine the um, after the games, the celebrations would have been top notch with him involved. Oh, very, very much so. It was, it was the only way to uh, to go about things back in the back in the day when we had that opportunity to to travel as a group and look, play with some of the best players, um, you know, of all time. And I was only a young buck running around with them, and they uh, they were just brilliant. And then to have the quality of the Burmy coaching us, but then as, yeah, as you said, you know, made sure that we had a good time. As well, when we uh, we played hard and we went out and had a good time afterwards. Excellent, mate. Now Timmy's got something prepped here, mate. I'm not sure what this is. No, I think prepped prepped is a strong word, but um, <laughs> because I'm a broadcasting professional, I printed out your Wikipedia page for, for this afternoon, right? That, that's a big thing for him, mate. He's not real good with technology well, like in, printers and stuff. It's in colour. So it is in colour too. Yeah. I want to know, Brad, have you ever read your own Wikipedia page? <laughs> Uh, no, not not in a long time. All right. Not in a long time. I do know. I do know it can be. Um, you can yeah, edit edited. the Wikipedia page because. But it's got to be verified. There, when I did have a look, I had, I had, I think I had six middle names. Someone had just gone. <laughs> <laughs> six random middle names. Hang on, Donna didn't put a few know. of them in, did she? Yeah, she <laughs> They might have been uncomplimentary. <laughs> All right. So on your Wikipedia page, it talks about how in 2005 you had a contender for goal of the year. All right, no, okay. no, we're going back. That's what sixteen years ago. Do you remember yeah. that, Jono? Oh, I kicked a few. <laughs> oh, yeah, just one or two, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Still never got a delivery as good as I gave you, though, did you? No, definitely not. <laughs> I just Lin- Lindsay Gilby, Luke Matthew. Slot in nicely. Oh, Brad, don't say that to me. I'm going to be ringing Tim all the way home, mate. I'll be I'll be hearing about that for months. So here it says right. It's 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 funny because you're right. People edit this right. And it's got here, uh, in 2005, he kicked a goal of the year contender, and then it goes on to describe it, all right? And I, I on, the know, page, on the page, on the page, page I yeah. want you to tell me if this rings any bells. It says, okay, and, let's go. and I quote, an amazing soccer-style half volley from an extremely tight angle on the boundary line, end quote. Really? Yeah. Can you remember that? That, that definitely happened, yeah, definitely happened, because it gets the prisoner line, so it, it is accurate. 
Yeah. I, I couldn't remember the years, so at least I know that. Um, <laughs> Happy to help. I think you did a great description of it too, Jono, on Wikipedia when you typed <laughs> that in. I'm going to have to go in and just have a look now and see what else is written there. But then it goes on, right? It goes on. It says, Johnson was the stepladder, right, of one of the greatest marks in the history of the AFL when Gary Moorcroft took mark of the year 2001. Now you're starting to go down the But this is all there. And you go, that's rough. You know, it's it's the bloke's Wikipedia page, his legacy. And and they're talking about the the Gary Moorcroft mark. Now, I know you don't like to talk about that, mate. Remember when we when we first uh, when we first met, the first thing he said to me is just, you know, I'm I'm happy to uh, be your mate, but just don't bring that up, please. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. That is not true at all. And, and, and you know that it was how good, how good was the mark? Honestly, I wish uh, I wish it was reversed and uh, and I was the one able to yeah. uh, to jump up and do it. Now I'm sitting in front of my computer as we as we speak. Yep. And there's nothing of the like. On, on oh, you've looked it up while, while you're talking. <laughs> Hang on. He's got a print out here. Where does it say it, Tim? Point to so, it. Yep. So there it is there. Oh, it's in Tim's handwriting, mate. <laughs> it is not you, bloody liar. He's just written it over the top in crayon, too. <laughs> so, uh, and now, mate, what, you're a very busy man. Not only are you uh, one of the great commentators going around at the moment, I think, uh, I don't know if I've ever told you, mate, but you pretty much helped me get through COVID with your footy shows there. It was great being able to, uh, to, to hear your insight. But there's something else that you've got with your family uh, on the go and that people might not know about, but it's really starting to become well-known now, and that's the Xena Vest. So yeah, I'm, mate, it's... It's been good. It's been great fun to um, to bring it together. To be honest, Mass, you know you've uh, you've seen it evolve, mate. You've been a, a part of assisting us, um, you know, with a lot of our content and, and those sort of things. And it it's something that you know it's it's not myself. It's my wife Donna. It's, yep. it's her. Uh, so she her she came life. up with it, mate, didn't she? Yeah, she's brought it to life. She's the one who has uh, you know put the the yards in over the last. Well, we've been going for nearly five years, three years of research and development and bringing it all together. And now we've got a vest that is specifically made for females playing any type of contact or collision-based sport. It's got breast and rib protection. And as I said, it's lightweight and it won't move around on you and can be used in any any sport. Like we initially thought it would just be a footy thing, but we've had so many different sports uh, reach out to us and we do stuff now in lacrosse and softball and hockey and basketball and soccer and roller derby and... It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, we've just we've just signed uh, with Blind Sports um, Australia as well because they've got a goalball team heading to the Paralympics that will um, that will you know put the vest on as as well. And we're, so we've learned some things about sports we we didn't know much about, and now we're now we're tapped into you know some um, some great sports, some at you know the highest level. But the thing for us, it's about community participation. It has. Everyone's well aware that the participation numbers are huge at the moment. It's so good to see mm. so many um, so many girls out there having a crack at whatever sport they love, and um, and we're just trying to support that because we just want to see them stay at the park, have fun, smile, and you know enjoy the time that they do. And our vest allows them to get out there with some confidence and do it. And it really is a fantastic product, mate. It's crazy how light it is. First time I picked one up, I was expecting it to be a lot heavier because of the sort of protection that it has. And Donna was telling me that they inject the foam in to the parts that protect the ribs and the breasts and all that sort of thing. Yeah, that took a while to, to get right because we wanted to sit on the you wanted to sit on the on the player um, and not move around. That that was the most important thing because you don't want to be adjusting things in play and, and all that sort of stuff. So the way that we've been able to do the padding um, just moulds to the body, so it shapes around 
uh, the shape of the athlete and, and away they go. It sits nicely on them and, um, and they can just go and have some fun and play and, you know, have an element of, of protection on as, as well that's, that's really thin and it's not visible under their jumper or under their jersey or whatever they, they're wearing to, uh, to participate in. So, yeah, it's been good fun. It's, it's almost been great to, um, you know, the last few years sink, sink our teeth into something a little bit different, still sport-oriented, which is what we love, but, yeah. um, but also, you know, something different to give us, a, give us a real focus outside of, you know, what has been our normal life for a long time in the, in the AFL industry. Yeah, and is it something that can go international, mate? Because it's not just in Australia here. Like you said, there's all these different sports where it's really important and can really help. So, is it something that you think could be taken international? Yeah, I think I think in time, like we're we're certainly you know trying to find our way here in um, in Australia. It's a new sport, a new thing in sport. So you know, it's just going to take a little bit of time to to go there. But look, you know, we're 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 open as a as a business, and, and you know how we sort of operate. We'll we'll explore everything and. Um, and hopefully we can just find a little sweet spot for it yeah. along the way. And whether that's here in Australia or elsewhere, you know, that's that's still, I suppose, something that we'll find out in the in the near future. But the good thing is, the good thing for us is the fact that we're able to get one made. That was a massive achievement for us as a um, as a small business. And, and now with COVID sort of in a really good spot here in Australia, we just want to focus here for the minute. And when things get back to normal worldwide, then we'll start to sort of, you know, maybe look at, some of the sports that use it here, whether we can use some of the context to uh, introduce it to the same sort of sports elsewhere around the world for sure. Fantastic, mate. It's a great initiative by you guys. I think it's going to get to the point where people just walk past you and go up to Donna for an autograph, mate. Yeah, which would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> which would be sensational. Honestly, she's working extremely hard on she it. She has, so mate. She's doing a great job. That, um, and you're both doing a you great know, job. We just do what we can to, to uh, help her succeed. Yep, absolutely, mate. Now, while we've been chatting, Tim's been typing away on some Wikipedia page. I think he's come up with uh, – I think he's added to your profile a little bit, mate. I don't know if it's been verified. No, I can't add to that. I mean, it's a glittering career, isn't it? I can't add to it. No, I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't tamper with that page. It's amazing. Now, I do have a question, though, for Brad, given our earlier topic we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Brad, can you name me any ingredient that goes into a Chico roll? <laughs> Or can you name this, just one? This is what we talk about on Fat and Ginger, mate. Just one. <laughs> oh, what goes in? Does, is there a bit of carrot in chicken? Yes. Oh, yes, it is yeah, in there. It is yeah. carrot, yes. Yeah, that's mixed in with the sawdust. Yeah, that's right. Again, okay, to, to cement your, because it's all about, you know, all Australian all over your Wikipedia page, so let's have this superstar quality. Can you name your second ingredient in a Chico oh, roll? That's tough. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> this thing's in Chico Rolls that doesn't even have a name yet. Ingredient. Yep. Uh, um, <laughs> a bit of pastry on the outside. I'll take that. Oh, well, well, well played, John. Superstar. Well played, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good, mate. Hey, look up. Honestly, what did you come up with for what's in, what's in a Chico Rolls? Well, no, again, I've got the Wikipedia page in front of me, so I know. Yeah, he, he knows, but I, I had to guess at the start. I said cabbage, which was. Yep. But then yeah. my next three were uh, rats, droppings, and sawdust. So um, <laughs> uh, apparently they haven't listed them yet. But again, Tim's going to be on Wikipedia all night. I think. Oh, growing, growing up, that was the that was the biggest thing. I didn't eat too many of them myself, to be honest. But we had the fish and chip shops just down the road from us in Hoppers Crossing, and it was a chico roll when that first came out was enormous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they were great. And they were designed, yeah. we found out tonight, they were designed for people who, at the football, That's couldn't, right. they, the, the, the spring rolls were too soft. So they just yep. made something with a hard crust that you couldn't <laughs> even sink your teeth into. Quite through, yeah. yeah. 
and dental insurance went up a, a crazy amount. Hey, Brad, mate, you've been awesome to call in. I know you're very busy and uh, you, you're at home now, so we're going to let you go, mate. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Brad. No, it's been awesome, guys. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the laugh. Well, this is probably going to be the, the top of your media career now. I can't <laughs> see how you can get better than this, mate. <laughs> Voice FM on Monday night. Definitely not. It's the, it's the best interview I've done today. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Very Brad. good, John. Good on you, mate. And uh, you know, if you want to tell anyone else about that that kick that I did to you that time, um, don't be scared to mention it, mate. I'm going to have a t-shirt made up tomorrow. Just get Tim to put it on my Wikipedia. Way ahead of you. Good on you, John. Take care, buddy. What an absolute gentleman, champion, mate. Um, yeah, I want to talk more about that kick. Dear, we'll go on. I don't even remember it. You got a couple of minutes. I don't remember, but probably because I do that many of them. Did it actually happen, or is he just? I don't know. I think he's just been nice, mate. I can't remember actually kicking too many. (laughs) To be honest, I I remember I just wanted to kick a goal because my kids had come and watch, Mm. and I just wanted to kick a goal so I could do a bit of a celebration. Mm. And the last game of the season, I've kicked an absolute ripper. I'm not even marking around. It was Mm. from about 45 out near the boundary. Sure, it it sailed through, and as I've turned around, getting excited, they've gone. you, you haven't got an armband on, mate. You're not allowed to kick goals unless you've got the armband. So it didn't count. Oh, no. I forgot. <laughs> so the rules are that there's only nine players on the, on yep. the ground, yep. three back, three mid, three forward. Only the people with the armbands, the three forwards, can kick a goal. So I'm celebrating to the kids, like pointing up to the sky, like that's one for you guys. And they've gone, um, what are you doing, oh, idiot? You're not geez, meant to be kicking goals. That's going to hurt. Yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I think our time's nearly up. Is it? So I think uh, we'll say our goodbyes. Yeah, okay. So thanks to Associate did, did, Pro- did we get through? Yeah, yeah, I think we did. Was it all right? That was good. Yeah, because yeah. I, I was really worried about tonight. You know I vomited on the way here. They don't need to know that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It happened. Just, just accept it. It was good. It was good. Thanks, okay, Luke, got for turning through. up. Yeah, thanks. Half turning up. No, no, all good. Thanks yeah. to uh, hey, Can I sleep on your couch tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Um, thanks to Associate Professor Dave Bade. Thanks, of course, to Brad Johnson. Yeah. Uh, thanks to the voice. And you, Tim. Uh, look. The, the, the preparation was immense tonight. Look two, at those two Wikipedia. John, I was pissed off about one of the things didn't even happen. No, it, it's, there, it's there. Look, it's, I'll circle it and hand it to you, and you can verify that it's there. I'll have to take a screenshot and send it to him. There, it's the yeah. worst circle ever. Yeah. Both colour. So, look, thanks very much. Uh, if you play the jingle and then play a song off there, and I'll try and get this to work. Okay. Thanks, right. everyone. Bye. Thanks, bye. System shut down.